there, Can Kings family. Welcome into another episode of Beyond Sunday Sermons, the podcast where we break down this week's message. And this weekend, we kicked off a new series on the book of First Thessalonians, where Pastor Zaxander did a great job of not only setting the stage for what was going on at the time of this letter, but also challenging us with the question, what are you known for. We'll dive into that in a second, but first we've got some introductions to make. Uh, I'm Dan Hoppen. I'm the director of Connect Groups here at King of Kings, and with me is Caleb Hack, the director of kids ministry here at King of Kings. Thanks, Dan. It's so good to be back with you again, and I hope that uh, you all are continuing to listen in as we're doing this weekly tapping into what we learned and what we can take away from the messages on Sunday. What have you thought of the weekly, Cadence? I've loved it so far. It's been pretty awesome just to get to have conversations with you and to dive deeper into the message. I think it's great because it uh, provides an opportunity for people to just really go beyond Sunday every week. Well, I I totally agree. And what I think is so interesting, it's like often, you know, I can read a Bible verse and I'll talk about it with my wife or talk about it with you guys in Connect Group. And someone else can have a completely different perspective. You know, you can read or listen to the same thing and get a a totally different takeaway and hearing what someone else got. It's just like, Oh, that's really cool. Whether I agree with it or not, or, or whether, you know, that it stands out to me, it's, I like to have different perspectives. And I think that's what this podcast helps to provide. So like Caleb said, listeners, I hope that that's what you're getting from this. Let's get into First Thessalonians. Uh, I want to set the scene with a little context that Zach helped set on Sunday. Thessalonica was a port city that was vitally important to the success of Rome, which was the dominant power at this time. Not only did it have a large population, but a lot of people traveled throughout or did business there. So this was like the ideal place to establish a church where you could get in touch with a lot of people. You could really get the word out about Jesus in a very quick way, if you were effective. And that's just what Paul's set to do. So he establishes this church in uh, Thessalonica. He leaves and he writes the letter of first Thessalonians a few months after he initially started the church. So these people are very young in their faith. They are newbies to say the least. So with all that context provided, Caleb, when you look at first Thessalonians one, which is what Zach focused on in his message. What's going to last in this message beyond Sunday for you? Yeah. I'd love that you're setting the stage there for Paul's missionary journey, which you can read about in Acts 17. And then you can uh, see that this is the first or one of the first believed letters that he wrote to a church. Uh, and all of his letters kind of come across for the most part as pretty negative. Like, hey, here's a whole <laughs> list of things that you need to work Shape on. Shape up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that can be very true today. I was I'm thinking, well, what if Paul wrote a letter to Omaha or to oh, America yeah. in general? You know, there could be a, a, some interesting thoughts there. But uh, I think this is a very cool letter because it's actually super positive. And he is so encouraged by the faith of this young church in Thessalonica um, that he's just gushing about them in this letter. And so one of the things he says right off the bat, uh, Pastor Zach shared from 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 8, your faith in God has become known everywhere. And so 
for the church to be brand new and just getting established in this center of trade for the city of Rome, facing some real opposition to, for them to be known everywhere is a, nothing short of a miracle, really. And so it's cool how we can interpret that for our lives too today and be like, well, you know, how can my faith be known everywhere? And I think that's what I'm going to take away. I Yeah, I was really actually thinking about that. Like, what would it look like to be known for your faith? Like, like that's your number one defining characteristic. And I honestly don't think very many people would say that about me. If you asked most people, like, what, what do you know Dan for? I think if they didn't just say, you know, he's my friend or whatever, they'd say, oh, he he's the food guy. You know, he, he visits all the restaurants. They might say, oh, he used to cover Nebraska athletics. I think a lot of people might even say, oh, he works at Can Kings. He leads the small groups. But I don't know if anyone would say he has such a strong faith. And that was kind of convicting for me to really take Paul's words and what he is championing the Thessalonian church for and be like, man, what, what were they doing that I'm not, what am I missing out on? <laughs> well, what do you, what do you think people would say about you, Caleb? Man, what are you known for? It's, it's so easy to play that comparison game. I think I'm absolutely known for Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Without <laughs> a doubt, thing. as you should be. You are a Lego master, my friend. I, I, I aspire to be. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it was cool how Zach in his message even was talking about like, have you ever Googled yourself? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, I have, I did it before coming today just to see what popped up. And my name was about, you know, the fifth thing down. It was my Facebook pro- profile that was the first to pop up. Some other Caleb Hack, who's a high school student in Iowa, his, <laughs> his basketball huddle actually, oh, really? his huddle highlights popped up, which was funny. But, uh, no, I would, I mean, I would hope to be known for my faith as well. I mean, I get to work with and inspire children here at King of Kings and in different ways. And, you know, we make videos and we do events for families. And, you know, I think it's all in my mind about sharing my faith with others. That's why I went into ministry. And so I would hope that I'm known for that. I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. You know, my neighbors, that's where I get convicted is because I kind of have a circle of friends or my connect group, right? Or people that I know and talk to and the people that I live right next to probably don't know very much about me. So Yes, that that is convicting. And that's, I mean, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot these last couple of days. I'm also going to flip the question on you. Hmm. Who is someone or maybe a couple people in your life who you know for their faith? Like when you think of them, their faith is the first thing that pops to the front of your mind. Not an important component, not their job, but you think of them and you're like, oh, that person has an incredible faith. Hmm. Well, I had, I definitely had a couple of professors that I knew, um, just kind of growing up, uh, and then in college, a few professors, people that I looked up to, I think, I think often terms like to in sports realm, like one of my heroes in the sports world is Kirk cousins. And I mean, he's a, he's a great quarterback, but I think he's really known 
almost as much for his faith. Like he does men's conferences and he's always talking about his faith and just the way he acts and lives in the locker room too. I look at that and I'm like, wow, that's really awesome. So it's cool though that we can have, you know, people around us, you know, professors or friends, classmates, um, coworkers, but also like role models out in the in the real world to look up to too. I think that's a great point because I mean, when you think of a faithful athlete, who's the first one that comes to mind? Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that dude, he was known for his faith. And some a lot of people criticized him for it and, you know, said that we were giving, we, a collective like sports media, was giving too much of a platform to a guy who was not a great quarterback, but he was polarizing. And he just, he didn't care. He wanted to be known for his faith. He wasn't going to back down. I mean, people have their varied opinions on Tebow, but I really admire that about him. And I think he, you know, this passage kind of speaks to what he did and what, who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so first Thessalonians one, three says, we remember before our God and father, your work produced by faith your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What I thought was really interesting about the way that Zach framed this passage was he put, you know, we all hear about faith, hope, and love, but Zach put them in the context of past, present, and future, which maybe that's a common thing. I'd never seen it before, but faith is something that is informed by the past. You have faith in something because you've seen or experienced something come through before, you know that that's that's going to happen. You have faith in it. Love is something that's currently happening. When, When I tell my wife I love her, I am actively in love with her. I am pursuing her. I care about her in this moment. And then obviously hope. Hope is looking towards the future and thinking about what could be had you ever heard like faith, hope, and love presented in that way before? I thought it was really no, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Not in that particular past, present, future. I've definitely, I mean, faith, hope, and love, the greatest of these is love. Like we hear that kind of all the time, but to put it in that perspective of, yeah, like you have it in the past, present, and future. Like who is who is it that's informing us? God's word is telling us, you know, this is who you are, what you can believe, and how you should share your faith too. And so I think it's cool that this is what Paul is saying the church in Thessalonica has, and it's informed by, you know, these things that um, are creating that in them the ability to, to do more. And so for them to uh, be able to share their faith is super important. And then for us to learn from their example and, and pastor Zach went on to talk about Matthew chapter seven and about bad, bad fruit and good fruit and the fruit of our faith, hope, and love are the things that we're doing to bring Jesus to others. So that passage that you're referencing Matthew seven seventeen through 20, likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. And I thought that that was, I had that written down as well because it was so instructive. And, you know, even going back to the passage in 1 Thessalonians, I was talking about, like, how do people 
see our fruit. How, how do they know? It's the work. It's the labor. It's the perseverance. These are the things that people see. In the line that Zach said, he said, your public platform is an expression of private practices. So what are we doing in our personal lives that is informing how we act in the public that in turn gets people to say, that's someone that I want to follow. That's a faith that I'm impressed in. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's super important. I think sometimes, though, we either have the tendency to become a little bit too works-based where we're like, okay, works are what are saving me or like I'm doing this and this and this and that makes me a good person. You know, that's what's going to get me into heaven. That's not true at all. And then the flip side of that is to say, well, it's all about grace and my works mean nothing. I don't have to do anything. God just, you know, gave me the free gift. And so you want to strike that middle balance and be able to say, yeah, I have faith. Jesus is the one who has saved me, which is what Paul came to Thessalonica to share about first time around and and he got persecuted for that but the fruit of that work was that this church was planted and it grew and he was just gushing about what they were doing and so for us to be able to do that as well to say Jesus is you know living in me he's in my heart but how is that going to influence others? How is God going to work through me? What works has he given me to do so that I can reach people for his kingdom? Yeah, I think you make a great distinction there, a very, very important point in that works are not about salvation. There's nothing we can do to earn salvation. That has been gifted to us by Jesus and his sacrifice. Incredible. Works are what we do in response and in gratefulness and thankfulness for that gift that Jesus has given us. And also works are what we do for other people to show them, A, that they are loved but be to show them Jesus's love and to show, you know, to, to open them to the idea that Jesus is something that they need in their life too, because there are so many people out there that are either closed off to Jesus or just haven't heard of him before. And if someone can show them that, Hey, this is a really cool opportunity, like that there's something amazing out here for you. And I want you to experience it. Words usually don't do that, but works can. And that's why I'm so excited. Uh, you know, I don't know, dear listener, when you're listening to this, but this upcoming weekend, uh, King of Kings, actually uh, February, f- Friday, February 9th, King of Kings is hosting Night to Shine. This is, um, I don't even know how many times we've done this. I should know. <laughs> Just this about isn't, the best event. I think it's the this is my fifth department. or sixth time, yeah. right? But yeah, it's an amazing event where we essentially, uh, we actually work with the Tim Tebow Foundation that he does these all over the country, but it's like a a prom style event for young adults with, um, with disabilities and, and with, you know, some extra needs. And it is just so amazing. Caleb, I know you were involved last year. You were a buddy, which I think is one of the most impactful roles. When you think back to last year and that night what pops to the front of your head yeah it was my first time with it and 
just uh, not really knowing what I was getting into, but being excited about it. Um, I've, I mean, I've loved working with like people with special needs in the past, but to get to be paired one-on-one with somebody and see their whole night from start to finish and how much of a difference it made. I got uh, paired with a, a young man who just wanted to dance. You got a dancer. The whole time. <laughs> and so we were out on the dance floor literally the whole time. My feet were so sore at the end, but <laughs> to see his smile and just how much fun he had and how excited he was to be there. And uh, it was it was awesome. And and to provide that opportunity in that way to serve, um, to show the love of Jesus just by being a buddy to somebody who who needed a friend to dance with him is it, it was it was awesome. And just think about the exponential impact that and I'm just gonna focus on you for the moment that you had. You showed Jesus to him. You showed Jesus to his parents mm-hmm. who were there that night. You showed Jesus to his family, to, I mean, we had camera crews who came in and, you know, did news stories on the event. So not not only are the camera crews and the media people who are there seeing the impact that Jesus is making, but obviously everyone who's watching that broadcast, and I mean, you, you multiply that by however many, you know, hundreds of kids we have, like, Events like that can go a long way. And that's what I talk about when I'm talking about works and that that's works. That's faith being put into action and people are actually seeing, oh, this is what Christians do. This is what it looks like to have a faith in Jesus. These people are joyous. They want to help other people. That's that's truly amazing. Yeah, it was. It's an awesome event, and being able to just serve in some way to be an example, I think... Um, you know, my good kind of Lutheran theology talks about vocation a lot too. And so like in everything we do, whether it's, you know, in our role as a, uh, as a parent, as a friend, as a brother or sister, you know, our job, our, you know, being a neighbor, like all of those, we have the opportunity through that vocation to share Jesus with others. So maybe it's something as simple as, I don't know, baking cookies for your neighbor, just walking over and saying hi, or maybe it's, you know, helping somebody with a project or doing anything simple like that. Like people see that difference. And so being able to uh, share Jesus just in simple ways, I think is sometimes all it takes to to be the spark for the Holy Spirit to, to work through you. I could not agree more with that. So that leads us to our second question. How are you going to apply this message to your life moving forward? Yeah, I love that uh, Pastor Zach gave us a little bit of a challenge at the end just to be connected. So to find a way to be connected to God's word, because it's through God's word that we are impacted in our lives um, and that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to us so that we can speak to others. You know, so being known for your faith, as we've been talking about, it kind of starts with knowing what it is you believe. So his challenge was to just read uh, 10 minutes of the Bible a day. And I haven't always done that, but I think I'm going to start right away with First Thessalonians. And we're going to be continuing with this message series for, I think, is it eight weeks? Mm-hmm. And so we'll get to really dive into to Thessalonians even more. And so I think that's a good place for me to start. Have you done your 10 minutes today? I did actually. Well, in preparation for this, if that counts, <laughs> hey, that counts. You're in the word, man. That's yeah, what yeah. matters. I I did too. I did the very thing that Zach mentioned, and I'm gonna read First Thessalonians. It's only five chapters. It's only a couple pages. Uh, 
I'm going to try and read it every day this week because I think the Bible can speak to you differently every time you read it. And there were things that stood out to me today where I was just like, wow, like, you know, when I was talking earlier about, you know, what does it look like to be known for your faith? For some reason, when I read those words today, I was struck by that and just be like, what do I need to change about my life? So when people think about Dan Hoppen, it's not, it's not food. It's not sports. It's not, oh, that he's a nice guy, but he's a faithful man. Yeah. Wow. Like that, that would be incredible. So, and if you want a fun little Zachism, if you got no fruit, shoot for the root. <laughs> that was, a, that was his little tagline from the, uh, from the sermon on Sunday. So just a fun little thing to remember. Like if, if your life isn't producing fruit, yeah, you got to get in the word and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and just take some of that in and, and just read the truths over and over again. Even if you think that you've ingested it before, there's always learn more to learn from this book. Spot on. So good. All right. We're going to cut it off there. We love EK and King's family. Thank you for joining us again today. Let's keep living our faith lives beyond Sunday. 